What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at the tournament is finally here. The brackets have been set and the team's ready to hit the court and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy, is celebrating with our largest free college basketball survivor pool yet. How large? $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. And if that's not enough, check this out. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survivor pool, you can get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. Just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and you advance to the next round. The last person standing is the winner. But remember, you can only pick a team once for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe and secure app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Get in on this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during signup and to enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that's promo code THPN when you enter DraftKings. Free $1 million survivor pool. Eligibility restrictions apply. Same with terms and conditions. See DraftKings.com for details. Kings fans, hockey fans, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 29 of season 2 of the Kings and episode 99 overall, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode 29 of season 2 of the Kings and sorry for the shorter episode last uh, last episode, but we got a lot to get to right here in episode 29 of season 2 of the Kings Den. You know... They're on the tough road trip right now. We talked a lot about it. We've talked a lot about this tough road trip. They had two in Anaheim, two, and now they're in the midst of two in Colorado. We'll talk about the first game in Colorado. We haven't got, right as of right now, haven't got to the second game in Colorado yet. We're going to get to that later. But you're on the road. It's a tough road trip, like we talked about. And now you got to deal with a bunch of other shit as well. you you got to deal with a bunch of off-ice stuff as well. First of all, Cal Peterson... He was in, he was on COVID protocol, but back right away. It sounds like it was a false positive. Toby Bornfoot, he's back as well. But now it's kind of, there's an illness going around the team, but it's not COVID related. It sounds like Cal Peterson's was a false positive. Like I said, he was around, he was away, the, away from the team for a couple days, but he was in net on, uh, on 
Friday night against Colorado. Uh, but now only Mata didn't play on Saturday, on Friday night against Colorado because of he's in COVID protocol. Alex Iafalo isn't in COVID protocol, but didn't play on Friday night because of illness against Colorado. Jonathan Quick is on the IR with a day-to-day injury. So he's not COVID. He didn't even make it to Colorado with the team. So he is on the IR. Uh, good thing Peterson's okay from the COVID protocol list or else the Kings would really be in trouble this week. But like Cal Peterson was the only reason the Kings were even in the game on Friday night. We'll get to that in a second. But you just got to think like COVID's getting better a little bit. Like the vaccines are here, but the numbers are still ramping up obviously. But the but the vaccinations getting getting like still going. But again, you can never forget that like you can just get a cold as well. And the Kings are kind of going through that right now. Like Peterson's was a false positive for COVID, which is scary. But there's just an illness going around the team right now, and it's it's like it's shitty for when a team has to go through that. But they they are and they're getting through it right now. But like, that does like yeah, you are missing guys on Friday night. Like no I follow. Crazy stat about him in a second as well. No Mata. He's been struggling a lot lately anyways. But on Friday night, Cal Peterson was the only reason LA Kings were in this game. Let's just get to it. Of course, what did I say? What did I say last week? I said on this road trip, you need to get five out of possible eight points. Well, through three games, they have three of six. So they need to win this last one. We will get to it later. But... They've they lost the overtime game in Anaheim, and then they won in Anaheim five one, and then on Friday night they lost two nothing to the Colorado Avalanche in the first game in Colorado. And again, thank God you have Peterson back, because Grosnick's a solid backup when you don't have either Quick or Peterson. But thank God they had Cal Peterson for this game, and it was nice to have Tobias Bornfoot back in this game as well. Shitty that you can't have Mata. Really shitty you can't have. I follow in this game, but on Friday night, your LA Kings lost two to nothing to the Colorado Avalanche, and it was a tough effort. Tough, tough effort. Cal, like I said, Cal Peterson was the only reason the team was in this game. Forty-four saves and a two-nothing loss, and it's tough when, when your team doesn't score. It's tough when your team puts up eighteen shots. Eighteen shots in a game. You're not going to win many games like that. I'll tell you that right now. Colorado was the dominant team in this game. They were. They just were. Like, sometimes that's going to happen. Some nights that's going to happen. Colorado had 17 shots. In, out, Colorado outshot the Kings 17-7 to in the first period, 16-6 to in the second, 13-5 to in the third. That's a dominant effort by the Colorado Avalanche over the LA Kings on Friday night. And again, it's tough. With no Mata, no Iafalo. It's tough. That is tough. But it was a 2 nothing loss. But the one thing I will say, though, is Colorado dominated this game. It was the first time in a long time the Kings didn't give up the first goal of the game like two or three minutes in. It's the first time that's happened. And it seems like it happens every game. But it's the first time it hadn't happened in a while as despite uh, Colorado outshooting LA 17-7 to in the first period... It was 0-0 after the first period, if you can believe it. Uh, I remember Kempe had a great chance in the first period out of the seven shots. But other than that, like, it just like it was just a, com- a completely dominant effort by Colorado. Like, there's no other really way to put it. Like, 
And the thing is, in this game as well, like, I think it was the Kings had 23 block shots as well. A career high. Or a season high, sorry. Like, Colorado was just a dominant team throughout. Like, you can't say much more else about it. So, again, so it was 0-0 after 1, and then you get to the second period. This is period Colorado really dominated. Like, they outshot, like, 17-7 domination. But 16-6 to in the shots is just as much domination. And uh, finally, halfway through the period, uh, Rantanen scores his 13th of the year from Graves and, Graves and Taves. That's fun to say. Great from Graves and Taves. That made it one to nothing. A wrist shot where honestly, Cal Peterson had no idea. Like he was screened, he had no idea where this was. It was just a shot on net that got past him. There was bodies in front of him. No idea where it where it was. And then like the Kings fought back. They played hard. Though the two nothing goal was an empty netter by McKinnon. There was a goal waved off with about five minutes left by Colorado for goaltender interference. But despite being poorly outshot, the Kings did. Not a bad job to battle. They just couldn't get much scoring chances. Like the Colorado was just the more dominant team in this game. Uh, there was no obviously the Kings didn't score. They went over three on the power play. The Colorado went over two on the power play. Hard to believe that that, that McKinnon's empty netter was only his sixth of the year, sixth goal of the year. That's crazy. But again, it was just like just a dominant effort by the King or by Colorado in this game. And like I said, like. The Kings, they did a good job to keep it only one to nothing in the third period, but you're down. You're trying to get back in the game. The Kings had zero shots in the first 10 minutes of the third period. First half of the third period, they didn't get a shot on net. That's just not good enough. That's just plain not good enough at all. It's just, there's no other way to put it. That is not good enough. They even switched the lines a little bit to try to get something going. Without I follow, Kempo was back playing on the first line with Kopitar and Brown. And then the second line was the line that we've talked about for a while. Velarde, Athanasio, and Carter. They even switched it up during the game where they switched uh, Athanasio and Kempe. So Athanasio was up with... Actually, not it was more than that. Kopitar was centering Athanasio and Carter and Velarde was centering Kempe and Brown. Just a little centerman switch just to try to change something up but it just couldn't be done like the Kings tried but it was just a dominant dominant effort by Colorado in this game and again there's not much more to say about it like it's tough to talk about <laughs> it's tough to talk about a game when they only get when you only get 18 shots on net it's tough to win a game when you only get 18 shots on net like you're not doing yourself very many favors when you do that it was just a completely dominant effort by the Colorado Avalanche in or yeah by the Colorado Avalanche in this game against the LA Kings. And before I get to the quotes, I want to get to this stat I said about Iafalo. Alex Iafalo missed Friday night's game with the illness. He he had the team's consecutive game streak going. He had played 177 consecutive games for the LA Kings without missing a game. That's a great stat. That's a crazy stat. Here it is. He played. He's played in all 25 this season. He played in all 70 last season. He played in all 82 in 2018 and 2019. And he appeared in 75 games in his rookie season in 2017-2018. 177 straight games for Ajax Alafalo. That's something to totally, absolutely be proud of. It's too bad he had to miss a game because of the illness. But again, you have to be careful of any illness right now in today's day and age. And in this game because of COVID going on and such and the scares that the team has had this week. You have to be careful of it. So 
Kopitar isn't wasn't far behind Ayafalo. Kopitar now leads the team with his consecutive game streak at 170. So, a shitty that Alex Alafalo couldn't play on Friday night. Hopefully, he can play on Sunday. We'll get to that. Like I said, we'll get to that game in a bit. We're kind of recording in two parts here. But uh, just as not something to be proud of and something that Kings fans should be proud of. Like, this guy's been a heart and soul guy for the Kings since day one since he joined the team. So, it's too bad that you hate to see streaks end like that. I hate to see streaks end like that. But good for, like, again. That's something that you should be proud of. 177 straight games, no injury, no illness or anything. You've got to be proud of an effort like that. And now let's just get to what head coach Tom McClellan had to say about the game quickly. And he was talking about, first of all, I want to talk about Cal Peterson and what head coach Tom McClellan had to say about him because Cal Peterson came in and gave you 44 saves after going through a hell of a week with a false positive and having to be around the team or not around the team and not practice and stuff like that. So Cal Peters, or head coach Tom McClellan on Cal Peterson said, I don't know if I can answer that question right. He's faced some nights where he's had some really good saves, and he's done that. He's been pretty consistent from the time we called him up last year to the point, let's face it, he's been through a lot the last couple days. He didn't get he didn't get the practice time that he would have wanted for him to pitch. For him to pitch that type of game for our group, it was pretty impressive. And absolutely, when you can't practice for a couple days because you have a you have what might be a positive test, and then it comes out as a false positive. Like you got to be around, you have to be away from the team. You can't practice, and for him to come out and pitch forty-four saves, despite losing two nothing, like that's the toughest. That might be the, one of the toughest loss losses of Cal Peterson's career. That's a tough loss. Forty-four saves, and you get the loss. That's tough. That's tough. But then, also on the outcome of the game, head coach Tom, head coach Todd McClellan said. No, I think we have to give Colorado some credit. They played a hell of a game. They've they've done that to a lot of teams lately. Their pace of play with the puck is evident, but their pace of play without the puck, their ability to take lanes away and force you into mistakes was as good as we've seen from a team all year. Now, our guys, our team, to a man, didn't play well. We didn't execute when we did have time. We didn't make the plays we needed to. This is a combination of both. We didn't, but don't take anything away from how well the Avalanche played. Like I said, the Kings made their mistakes, but the Avalanche played a great game. They did. And then talking about how hectic the last few days have been with the sickness going around the team that's not COVID, but a COVID scare, uh, head coach Todd McClellan said, it's one of the most challenging ones. You think about the beginning of the year when we lost Cal Walker and McDermott due to contract tracing. We've had different scenarios because we've had D-man come out because of injuries. Forget COVID. Today was a juggling act. Someone asked me this morning if we're getting back to normalcy or getting close, and at that time I knew what was going on. There's no reason for us not to perform better, though. It has no impact on the performance of 20 others. We would have liked to have, we would have liked to have had those two in the lineup, of course, but the ones that dressed didn't give each other the game they needed. So again, like the guys that did play, they just didn't play well enough, and you can't be down just because you're missing one player in the lineup, one or two players in the lineup, and then, uh. Just what he specifically didn't like about Friday night's game, he said, "We just talked about it quickly. Who was on? Who was our top player tonight? It was pretty hard to pick one out, other than the goaltender. That's pretty obvious. After that, after that, guys that typically have played good nights and stabilized the team when it's not going well, they struggled, and we didn't have anyone else to pick them up. Really, it was team wide. So again, the whole team struggled on uh, on Friday night. It was a tough game. Only like Cal Peterson was the most consistent one. Like I said, and I just said." And like I said, the Kings, like, it could have been a lot worse. Cal Peterson stood on his head in this game. And the Kings 
had 23 block shots as well. That's the most they've had in a game since March 1st, 2020 against Vegas. And the game has also been the first time they've been shot out since February 8th, 20, uh, 2020 against the Devils. And the 46 shots was the most that the Kings have allowed this season. But it was a tough 2-0, 2 nothing loss on Friday night for your LA Kings to the Colorado Avalanche. And then, uh, just a just as a precaution, Saturday's team practice got canceled uh, again because of the illness going through the through the team. Like I said, like COVID's going around rampant, obviously. But on top of COVID, like you can still just get the normal flu as well, and that's what's going around the Kings right now. So let's hope it's nothing. To, let's hope it's nothing too bad as well, of course. But then we get to Sunday afternoon. And you know, man, the Kings just cannot have the lineup they want right now. They just can't have anyone fully healthy. The illness has been going around, but guys have been banged up as well. And you're losing Colorado on Friday night without I follow. And now you got to go into Sunday. You got I follow back from his from his illness, but you you're playing without Dustin Brown, who leads the team with what is it, twelve goals, thirteen goals. He didn't play on Sunday because of an injury that he's actually had for a little while. He's only considered day to day, but that's shitty when you lose your top one of your top guys from the season. So the Kings go into Sunday with without Dustin Brown, looking for a win to. Uh, to finish the road trip. So the lines without Brown went Kopitar, Follow Kempe, Velarde, Athanasio Carter, Lazat, Moore, Wagner, and Amadio, Sundering, Grunstrom, and Luff. Uh, Peterson was back in net. Oh, no quick still. Grosinek was the backup. But your LA Kings unfortunately could not come out with the result as they fell 4-1 to to the Colorado Avalanche on Sunday afternoon. And like I said, like I said, you needed a successful road trip as 5 out of 8 points. They got three out of eight points on this road trip. But again, Colorado is one of the best teams in the league. And yeah, the Kings beat them once this season. But the, like you can say that you're depleted a little bit because you're missing guys. But Colorado is just a flat-out good team. One of the best in the league. And they showed that against the LA Kings in these two games, Friday night and Sunday afternoon. As again, the LA Kings lost to the Colorado Avalanche 4-1 to one on uh, on Sunday afternoon, but the Kings did play better. But again, it's just giving up another 41 shots. That's tough for Cal Peterson, who especially again missed practice time this week. But again, you give up 40, what was it, 46 shots, and then 41 shots back to back nights. Like that's tough on any goaltender. I don't care who you are. But in the first period, you're and Colorado came out flying in the first period. Colorado outshot LA 20 to nine in the first period. They came out. Absolutely flying. Colorado had great chances early. Peterson kept him in the game. Uh, it was Colorado after the first period. And uh, Nazem Kadri scored his seventh year. A toe drag against Tobias Bornfoot, who Bornfoot's a, a, one of the best young defensive prospects in the in the King system. You guys know I've been all over this guy. I really like him. He's still a rookie, man. Like, you're going to have moments where you struggle. And he got absolutely fooled. By this toe drag. It really got him. He was nowhere close to Kadri when Kadri pulled out the toe drag. He went, uh, made the move past Bornfoot, had all the spot, had all the time 
he wanted in the slot and ripped it past Peterson. That made it one to nothing for the Avalanche. They were up one to nothing after one, and then you get to the second period. You know it was hard fought. Like the Kings had their chan- chances. You know who had great chances? What uh, in the second was Athanasiu. Two great breakaway chances. Just Grubauer had a great game for Colorado. Like there's a reason why he's one of the best goaltenders in the league as well. Shots were closer in the third period as Colorado outshot the Kings fourteen to eight in the third. Period, but Athanasiu two great chances. Just Grubauer came up, came up huge. He just came up huge for Colorado. Two of the Athanasiu had three shots in the game. Two of them were these great chances. And again, Grubauer just had the better of them in the game. But then you go uh, later in the period, about six minutes left. Uh, Barkowski gets his sixth of the year from Kadri on a backhander past Peterson and Lewis. It, like, you gotta get the puck out in this situation. The Kings just could not get the puck out. It was the top line out there. Kopitar couldn't get the puck out. Doughty made a bit of a step up, and the puck was all of a sudden behind Doughty, right on Barkowski's tape, right in front of Peterson, who goes backhand roof over Peterson. That made it 2 to nothing for the Kings at the time. And then just a few minutes later, a bit of a weird one, but Don Square gets his seventh on kind of a bouncing puck up in the air past uh, Peterson. It kind of bounced up in the air, and Don Square got a stick on it in the ground, beating the the two Kings defenders. Got in the back of the net. That made it three to nothing for Colorado at the time. It was three to nothing for Colorado after two periods. But then you go to the third, and you know the Kings fought back, man. They don't give up. The one, the one thing that did kill the Kings mostly on this road trip actually is the power play. Like the power play has been so good. It didn't score last game, obviously. It got shut out. It went all for five on Sunday afternoon against. The against Avalanche, so the Kings had their chances. They outshot Colorado eleven to seven in the third period, and had both power plays in the third period. And again, like the power play late in the game was a delay game penalty for putting over the last. The penalty like that are the are the ones that you have to take advantage of. I know you have to take advantage of every power play, but you got to take advantage of the stupid ones like a puck over glass penalty. You have to have to have to take advantage of those. But the Kings couldn't. They battled hard in the third period. Outshot. Like I said, outshot Colorado eleven to eight or eleven to seven in the third, but couldn't just couldn't do it. Just over six minutes into the third, Curtis McDermott gets his second of the year, a little wrister that actually Landeskog screened his own goaltender Grubauer. The puck came from I followed a Kopitar who made the pass back to McDermott, and McDermott was just putting a wrister on net, and for some reason Gabriel Landeskog just skated right in front of his goaltender, and Grubauer didn't see it at all. It was just a just a simple wrist shot. There was no traffic until. Uh, until Landis Cog went right in front of Grubauer, got past Grubauer because he had no idea where it was. That made it three to one at the time, and I think every Kings fan was kind of like, they weren't really when when McDermott scores. Every Kings fan was kind of like, oh, okay, sort of thing. Like this is a guy that like, well, I've talked about it a bit, but this is a guy like, why is he in the lineup, sort of thing. Like you have Kale Clegg. In the minors. You have Austin Strand, who's been a nice surprise in the minors. These are young guys that should be getting time, and they've played well at the NHL level this season. Why aren't they getting their chance? Why aren't they continually getting their chance? It's it's a little frustrating to see, but hopefully they can get their chance soon. But anyways, McDermott gets his second of the year. That made it 3-1 to one at the time. Kopitar's 25th assist of the season. But then, late in the game, Kings are down, uh, down by 2, so they pull... Their goalie early, but McKinnon goes and scores an empty netter for the second straight night. His seventh of the year. That made it 4-1, to one, and that would be all she wrote as your 
LA Kings fall to Colorado by the score of four to one. They go one, two, and one on the road trip. Three of a possible eight points, and you know, tough road trip. That's two in Anaheim and two in Colorado. It's a tough, tough road trip. But now the Kings are still only two point. No, they're five points out of a playoff spot, but they are fifth in. The division. So the Honda West Division now looks Vegas at the top with 37 points, Minnesota second with 35 points, Colorado uh, third with 34 points, St. Louis fourth with 33 points, and your LA down at fifth spot with 28 points with their 11, 10, and 6 record. They do have a better goal differential than St. Louis, so the team ahead of them. But again, tough road trip for your LA Kings 1, 2, and 1. They now return home. They're back-to-backs. So they're playing again tomorrow night. They play again Monday night against St. Louis. Four-game home. And it's going to be a tough game because the weather is too shitty in Colorado that Colorado, that the Kings are not traveling until the morning from Colorado to L.A. because of a snowstorm in Colorado. So they're, you're literally flying and then playing a game later that night. So that's going to be tough for the L.A. Kings, but it's some adversity that they have to battle with as they go home for a week, four-game homestand against St. Louis Monday against St. Louis Wednesday, against Vegas on Friday, and against Vegas on Sunday for an afternoon affair next Sunday. So, again, another huge week coming up for the LA Kings. Again, like St. Louis and Vegas, I just said, two teams ahead of you in the standings. St. Louis is the team ahead of you by five points. That's the team that you need to catch first. You need to get two wins against the team if you want to try to get into a playoff spot as they reach the halfway point of the season. Because the Kings, I don't know, we, we've said, like, this year is all about growing and stuff like that. But you know, they, you still have a chance for the playoffs. You just never know what could happen. But again, big week this week. Two against St. Louis, two against Vegas, all at home. So it's going to be a big week for the LA Kings. And now just quickly, what head coach Tom McClellan had to say about this 4-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche on Sunday night. He just said, talking about Cal Peterson and facing all the shots the last two games, he said, Peterson's been outstanding, very calm. Gave us a chance to steal one the other day. Today we played a we, today we played a better game, but we're not at their level yet. But he was what we thought he could be, and he was and he has been all year. He's been outstanding. And then just talk about the breakaways because the Kings did have a few breakaway chances. Athens to see you had a couple and such, and how if only one of them could have turned the game around. Head coach Thomas Lullen said, "I don't think yesterday was as much as today. I thought we were better today, marginally better. But yeah, there were a few opportunities that if we had them." That if we could have finished them, maybe I'm wrong in saying that. Wagner got in last night. It was a one-goal game, and he had a chance. Grubauer played really well. He wasn't overly tested, but some of the pucks he had to face were dangerous ones. He, he's had some good nights. So, again, just Grubauer played really well for Colorado in this game as well. Even though the Kings, they did get outshot 41-28. to Like, 28 is a pretty average night. They had great chances. But, again, there was a few, like, great chances, and then other, all the other ones weren't. We're only okay. And then just on uh, what head coach Thomas Holland had to say about uh, these kind of games for a growing team, he said, I think there's still some things that we have to improve on. If we if we break the goals down, let's face it, we had numer- they had numerous chances too, and we got beat quite clearly on a one-on-one, a veteran player against a very young one that's learning his way through. The second goal, it kind of happens. That's hockey. Those are built into a game. The third one, we had a really really poor line change lost a stick in the neutral zone just a combination of mistakes i thought we created more we had more in the offensive zone today than we did 
and that was a good thing. But some of those, some of the goals were were preventable. Yet there could have been three or four others if Callahan and Stonas had that that aren't even worth discussing. So again, Cal Peterson stood on his head these two games in Colorado. He did, despite get despite getting the loss in both. Cal Peterson was the MVP of these two games for the Kings. Like he stood on his head, and then just t- uh, touching on the Dustin Brown injury, head coach Thomas Holland said he's been carrying it for a little bit. And this was a good sign for our team. Your leading scorer goes out, and guys pick a, pick up the slack a little bit. Obviously, he didn't play. Obviously, he didn't score enough goals or play. Obviously, we didn't score enough goals or play well enough. But nobody rolled over for tonight's game. There weren't a lot of excuses. If moral victories mean anything, we picked Dustin up tonight. Not having Ole hurt affects us. We had a few. We had a few players playing not necessarily not necessarily sick, but not at their upper value. I'm pleased with the guy. I'm pleased that the guys value the 60 minutes and play hard. It was a good sign for our long-term growth. We need some guys to get some rest, get healthy, and recharge the batteries as early as tomorrow. Because, like I said, the Kings are back in action tomorrow. But again, the Kings did do well picking up when, like, you lose one of your best players in Dustin Brown for the night. Like, that's tough. But the Kings did a great job in picking him up and playing better. Again, it was tough. But, Colorado, like I said, Colorado is a great team. Colorado was a great, great team. And like, like I said, Cal Peterson kept the Kings in this, in the two games in Colorado single-handedly. He stopped, he had 81 saves on 85 shots in two games in Colorado. That is crazy. No goaltender should have to face that. That's tough. But like I said, uh, Right back in action tomorrow. You go to wipe it. You're right back in action tomorrow as you as you're back at home for four games, four game homestand this week. Monday against St. Louis, Wednesday against St. Louis, Friday against the Vegas Golden Knights, and Sunday against the Vegas Golden Knights. And you know I haven't done this for a while. I just want to make a quick note on the Ontario Reign, the Baby Kings, the AHL affiliate for the Los Angeles Kings. You know, it's all about the. It's all about the prospects growing right now. It is. But, you know, there's an adjustment period when you're trying to become pro. And the Ontario Reign are going through that right now. They're 3-10-2 in their first 15 games of the season. And they're struggling. Last night, it was nice to see Alex Turcotte score his first professional goal. Uh, Arthur Kaliev has been playing well. Two goals and an assist the other night. And, you know, we just hope to see some of these guys up, uh, back up with the Kings are getting their chance soon. Like, of course, we've seen... Uh, Kaliev. We've seen Kupari. Let's hope we can see some others soon. Maybe Turcotte, maybe Byfield, obviously. Let's hope that we can see some of these guys soon. And to help the team out, I actually, I, I love this move by the LA Kings. To help the team out, they felt like they needed some veteran experience in the AHL because it, it is such a young team with these, it, like, with great prospects, elite talent, but it is such a young team that LA Kings went and signed Devontae Smith-Pelly to play for the uh for the Ontario Reign. You know, he's going to bring a lot of leadership and a lot of uh a lot of leadership to the AHL team cuz he's a veteran. He's been around for a long time. I saw the career number of games uh the other day. I don't have it in front of me, but you know, he's the guy that's going to help. He's a veteran. He's going to help this team. And I really hope that uh that he can and he can help these young guys grow cuz it's a big it's a big step and I think this is a big thing that's going to really help the uh, the Ontario Reign and these prospects and the whole LA Kings as an organization. And then just speaking of like Byfield and Turcotte and everything quickly, there's rumors going around about 
uh, Jack Eichel being out in Buffalo. Like, the Sabres are a mess. We know that. But people are talking about the Kings going after Jack Eichel and giving up prospects like Byfield and Turcotte. What the hell are you talking about? You have to be insane if you're doing that. I'm not giving up Byfield. I'm not giving up Turcotte. I don't think... I think Eichel's like... Honestly, I think Eichel's overrated. I do. They brought him in. That Buffalo drafted him. What's happened there? They're still a dumpster fire. I don't I don't want Eichel anywhere near this team. Yes, he's a good player. I don't care. I don't want him anywhere near this team. This is an elite prospect pool the Kings have. I'm not giving up anything for that right now. I swear to you. We... The Kings will are not giving up a top prospect for a guy like Jack Eichel. Yes, he's a top player. What would you have Jack Eichel in the league? Top 25? I would say Byfield and Turcotte are easily in the top 25 prospects. You're not giving up both of those guys for Jack Eichel. I'll tell you that right now. You're not giving up those guys for Jack Eichel. It, it's too much. They're going to ask way too much. They're just no, just I'm just no. I gotta stop it right now. Just no, no, no. The Kings cannot trade these top prospects for Jack Eichel. But it, we are getting close to the trade deadline, so it will be interesting to see if the Kings do make any moves. Whether it's guys that are on one-year contracts that have been producing, like Athanasiu. I know uh, our guy Russell Morgan and his crew. They just. Uh, had a blog about should uh, the Kings actually extend Athanasiu. So I thought that was an interesting take as well. But the trade deadline's coming up. Let's see if Rob Blake will make any moves. Like I've said, I don't think it's the right time to make a big splash yet. But we'll have to wait and see what the LA Kings want to do and where they think they are. But I think it's not the right time to make a big splash yet. If you make the playoffs, great. If you don't, it's okay. Like you weren't expected to make the playoffs, kind of, right? Like, yes, it's not. I don't think it's the right time to make any big splashes yet soon maybe maybe this offseason maybe after next year but it's not quite time to make the big splash yet this has been episode 29 of season two of the king's end thank you so much for joining us on for this great episode it's been a lot of fun to talk about the la kings and like the struggles that they've gone through this week kind of something different to talk about because you always kind of thought oh when's the ticking time bomb gonna go off when is the la kings they have their covid uh protocols contract tracing at the start of the year like i mentioned earlier but they hadn't had any all season until now so it's like it was kind of like when's it going to happen sort of thing but it finally happened the kings were getting through it and yeah this has been episode 29 of season two of the kings and episode 99 overall how crazy is that 99 of these thank you to you the fan for sticking with us and giving us a listen it's been so much fun to have you guys and keep interacting with us at the Kingston THPN on Twitter and Instagram. We want your questions. We want your comments. We'll talk about it on the show right here. We'll talk about let us know what you think about the Kings and what you think about oh their play lately, the trade deadline coming up, what you think. And, of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Of course, we are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at Hockey Pod Net or on Facebook, just search the Hockey Podcast Network or on YouTube for all of our great video footage, just search the Hockey Podcast Network or on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive 
bonus content just by searching the hockey podcast network for just one dollar you can find all of our exclusive bonus content and always don't forget to like rate subscribe and review to not only the kingston but to every other great podcast here at the hockey podcast network because everyone is just killing it here at the network we're only continuing to grow so go after you listen to this go check out everyone else's podcast here at the hockey podcast network and go like rate subscribe and review their podcasts as well and also don't forget we have a merch store now go check it out great thpn merch hockey podcast network merch from hoodies to crewnecks to a fanny pack even go check it out i will tweet out the link once again at the king's den thpn thank you so much for listening to episode 29 of season two of the king's den i hope you have a great week be safe wear your mask and we will talk to you on thursday for episode 30 of season two episode 100 overall have a great week